Dustin Bones. Brother Caputo. Dude, it's uh it's Monday again, and you know what the fuck that means. That means we're back with another edition of the Guns and Radio podcast right here on Spotify and wherever you get your music. Should I say music? Your podcast fix each and every I mean, week. I mean, nowadays it's like music and podcasts have all become like in one app. You know, Spotify does that. I think Amazon even does um, that with their shit. Unless you're Apple, then you say, oh, let's have two separate apps because we're fucking Apple. <laughs> See, not me. I like to get my music off of uh, Pandora. Mm-hmm. And I don't like a lot of podcasts gumming up my search history because I don't really have a playlist or anything. I've, I've, I haven't really fucked with setting that up. So rather than fuck with setting that up and just be lazy, I just use my search history to find the song I want to hear. Like I'll go to my search history. Well, what am I in the mood for? So I'll pull up search history and I've been doing this for so long. That I just kind of scroll through my history <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, here we go. Play. This is a good one. It's been a few. It's been a year and some change since I played this one. Let's listen to it, and and that. But see, then it moves up in the thing, and then it's you know therefore gets circulated more. But with my podcast, man, I want to keep those separate. I couldn't imagine trying to juggle a uh, Spotify or something with all of their music, and then I go to type in something, and it's or, or maybe they do a better job of uh, dividing it up than it is. Yeah. I would say it's a pretty good job because you have like separate things for just podcasts and you have like, you can follow podcasts like, oh, you get the notification of new episodes or whatever yeah, um, and all that stuff. It, it's totally, I think it's pretty good the way they integrate it on Spotify. And I'm not just saying that because you get the oh, video. Spotify, you know? Spotify is where I get all of my podcasts. I know how yeah. that works. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is on Pandora, they're not very uh, organized. Yeah, I, it's, not like, it's like pod friendly in a way you could say. Yeah, I mean, we're on Pandora, mm-hmm. but I mean, so we are, there are people listening to us on Pandora, but who are using that app, but I just, I just, and maybe it's just, and I think it's just my habits and how I've used the app now for so long that could have fucked it up for myself. Cause you know, it's, I, I just go by my searches. Possibly, possibly. But yeah, we got a lot to discuss today on the show. We're going to bring uh we're bringing back since we uh, since we had to listen to the same band again this week that we listened to last week. We're bringing back the same bit that we did last week. Yeah. Going down a rock and roll rabbit hole with a whole new band, and also uh, you know what we got uh, that and so much more because uh, our song of the day is "Better Way Than Neurotic Outsiders." So let's mm-hmm. hope that there's not a better way to make a living than this. Hell yeah! Time we get to that song. <laughs> uh, God damn, the segues are coming. Blowing up. I kind of heard podcasts full of magnets. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Madness, magnets, you know, it's, it's full of something, but we're not full oh, of shit. Oh, yeah, we're full of something, but that's not yeah. it. Full oh, yeah. of ourselves. Like, we think oh, our yeah. opinion matters enough to document. I mean, we'd be able to do 186 episodes of this show if we weren't, if we were full of shit. Think oh, that. dude. This has been great. Like I love getting out here and just ripping on, ripping these shitty songs a new hole, but then oh, discovering yeah. how awesome a, a, a new song that I haven't 
given a chance before is. Dude, there definitely is, especially because we have we're going through such a vast discography of you know it's not just you know the GNR material because we would have been done like two years ago probably if that was the case. Yeah. Um, or or even probably less if like no one discovers any more shit with this band. So it would it would I think it it didn't wind I don't it wasn't a hundred episodes. It would the original under, I think. Yeah, the original plan was under a hundred episodes. So if we just be nice and say a hundred, uh, we've gone eighty two past the original plan. Yeah. Which has been interesting though. I mean, we're hearing like if we would have stuck to the original plan, I wouldn't have never heard a lot of things. I, it would just been shit we've already heard. Yeah. But I'm really glad that we're uh, checking some of it. But then stuff like this comes up. And it's like, oh, yeah. God, it's another neurotic outsider. Now we've been doing this long enough that I figured out who's going to give us good music and who ain't. And, yeah. And or it sometimes they surprise us. For sure. For sure. We have been. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, discovering new shit, I think, is probably the core uh, aura or whatever of this whole podcast platform. I, I would say so. Yeah. But with that being said, um, Chris, you wanted to uh, talk about another band this week, oh, yeah. a band that last week we did rock and roll rabbit. Let's explain the bit one more time for the people that didn't uh, tune in last week. Yeah. Doing? It's uh, the rabbit hole of rock and roll. Um, basically, uh, bands that either myself or Dustin have like discovered, you know, through just through research or just you know, discovering through whatever other means, just, you know, it's like just being a rock and roll fan. Yeah, so it's like bands that like maybe a lot of maybe more casual rock and roll fans have never heard. Even some hardcore rock and roll fans may have never heard as well. Um, just bringing some uh, light on some of these more um, lesser known, underrated talents you know that that had some success and then just i guess for for reasons it faded away for for a whole plethora of things so just bringing a spotlight to some of these more bands um whether it be from the 80s 90s doesn't stuff stuff we like for, for sure i mean it's oh, a yeah. lot of like glam metal stuff but i mean come that's on it's glam like. metal glam metal fucking rules <laughs> it does rule yeah that's the best way um so the band that we're going to be looking at this week, tell us a little bit about who you've chosen for us to listen to this time. Dude, um, so uh, this week, going down the rabbit hole, rock and roll, we're going to be taking a look at Shark Island, um, originally known as Sharks, I think in the late 70s, early 80s, um, based another L.A. based band. I mean, there's a lot of these we could go through. Oh, yeah, dude. Everything... I think everything hair metal or any way related to hair metal hair glam, is, all that. is, is, is from LA. Um, all the good shit. There was that Man. whole scene for like a good 10 years. It was the sunset strip, mm-hmm. West Hollywood, bro. You go to one of those clubs and you see some band play every night, you know, get in for five, 10 bucks and have a good show. And shark Island was active originally between 1979 and 1992. They've made a comeback in 2017 and now they're, uh, they're active again. But, uh, from the fact that they were active through 1979 through 92, they were there for the whole, they're not like some of the other bands that came along at the tail end. Yeah. Like a skid row or firehouse who came in at like 89, 1990, even 91 for a lot of bands like that too. 
So they came in. They, 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 they've been there uh, through the whole thing, I would say. Like, some could argue Aerosmith, but I don't think of Aerosmith in this in this genre. Aerosmith, I think of as a 70s band. Oh, yeah. They're like and, classic rock royalty at this point. Oh, yeah. Like, they weren't making their name during this time. But the fact that they were there the, this whole time, it, 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 it puzzles me that I've never heard of and uh, how many hits did they have? They had a few. Like, um, I'll look here. They actually were featured in a couple movies as well, a couple, like movie soundtracks and stuff. Um, okay. So uh, they had two songs actually in the first Bill and Ted movie. I did not know that. Yeah, so they had two songs on the soundtrack of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, uh, Father Time and Dangerous. And if you also watch Point Break, and uh, they're on the soundtrack of that movie with their with a song called "My City." What's that movie about? I don't know, but it, people still talk about it. <laughs> I don't either. I've never seen it. I was Point never Break. Who's in this movie? Shwayze, Keanu Reeves, Gary Busey. Oh wow! There's an all-star fucking lineup. Oh, Point Break was the fucking surfing movie. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, that's the one where Keanu Reeves is a surfer or some shit. That's why. Is it an action movie? Um, it does say action crime. Hmm. Well, I've never been interested enough to look into it, but I figured everybody's heard of that movie. I've seen it around, but you know me. There's there's a lot of movies I hadn't seen. I think I hadn't seen Wayne's World up until uh, about a few months ago, actually. Wow. I was sick home from work one day, and... You know, I've been getting shit. I think when I started this show, at some point in the show, I know I've had to say that I've never seen Wayne's World, and everybody's always like, "What, dude?" Oh, oh my god! Like, yeah, yeah. Sorry, we can't watch everything, man. I don't think I think I've seen Bill and Ted before, but it was so long ago I don't remember it. So I'm gonna say I haven't seen Bill and Ted. Yeah, because there was um, two of them, I think, in the '90s. Like the first one, and then they released a sequel, and then they did the the latest one, which was like a couple years ago. Yeah, I have. Don't face the music where they're older. Yeah, and one's uh, more song. popular than the other, so it's like it's just like watching Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty wrestle again. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I I I just haven't seen it. Uh, let's see. When it comes to studio albums, this is uh this is their discography full of albums. So maybe you've got one of these. I know mm-hmm. I don't. I've never heard of any of these. Alter Ego in 1981. Yeah. Followed by School Bus. It's cool. It's spelled School. It's S apostrophe cool. School. Boo. School. School. <laughs> and the way they spell bus is with two S's. <laughs> so obviously they didn't ride that thing very much. Uh, Law of the Order in yeah. 89. And uh, Gathering of the Fateful in 2006. And then Bloodline in 2019. Bloodline 2. Uh, point oh two. Oh, bloodline two point zero two zero to make it look like twenty twenty because yeah, so probably just the re-release or something for twenty twenty. Um, but you mentioned law of the law of the order. Uh, that's what like in the article we're looking at here, like on Wikipedia, it says like that's like their biggest album. Uh, oh, so it wasn't had, even it's their a cult debut. hit album. Yeah, their third album was their biggest album. Okay, let's take a look. Let's see if I've seen this. Law of the Order. 
Yeah, and the songs from the Bill and Ted soundtrack, I believe, are from this album as well. By Shark Island. I'm going to pull up images. Let's take a look. I'm going to share my screen here so we can see it together. I've... I don't know. I feel like I've seen this. This looks like the kind of record I would see in the record store and I would just pass by. Like I would thumb right over it and keep going. Like it doesn't strike me as interesting in the slightest bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I collect records a lot of times. I'll go to the dollar bin at my local record store. And I'll flip through the dollar bin and I'll pick out ones that just have a cool cover. Mm -hmm. And I'll bring them home and try the music. Covered some pretty good music that way. But you said that, uh, let's see, but they're they're still active. Yeah, after reforming, I mean, I think the only original member that's still there is um, the vocalist Richard Black. Richard Black. Okay. Yeah. Well, he changed his name to Richard Black, but his real name's like Rick Cerny or something. And he's like, oh, Richard Black. So he's literally Dick Black. <laughs> Black Dick. Dick Black. Dick, I'm in revert. Dick Black. If, they only, if, he, if he only put the name Big in his name, that'd be even better. Dick Big Black. Uh, <laughs> Dick Black Dick, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Walt, uh, the only member of the band is a former that has its their own Wikipedia page is Walt Woodward III. He's the former drummer. Mm-hmm. And it says he played in several bands uh, in America, including Shark Island, Saints or Sinners, and The Scream, which I think is the same band. Yeah. Saints or Sinners slash The Scream. Oh, okay. I mean, it's funny too. Like, since we're talking about Richard Black, it says like in in the Wikipedia thing here, it says like, uh, had his, Richard Black had his unique and signature stage moves and dancing that influenced one Axl Rose. Oh, which is crazy. So this this is a, this is a GNR influence right here. It seems like, man, that's crazy. You know, every time I see Axl dance, I'm like, you know, he's got such creative and amazing moves. I wonder what could have been the influence. I have to see the original. <laughs> yeah. You have to see like some live uh, Shark Island stuff, but um not much I could see... find. Yeah, we have a music video. There's the only music video on their Vivo channel on YouTube, so Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So you're gonna pull up uh, the music video. Guys, if you're not watching on Spotify, then uh what are you doing with your life? Switch over to Spotify. But if you're watching on any other app What's the name of the song? What can they find it on YouTube to watch? Uh, so yeah, look up Shark Island. This is uh, probably one of their better known singles. Paris Calling, also from Law of the Order. It's Paris, like the, the, the city in France? Yeah, Paris Calling. Paris Calling, okay. Yeah. And... like gothic all the candles here and everything uh, he's reminding me of something else i just can't think of what it's reminding me of gotta crank it oh. down a little so you can hear us right. yeah 
trying to think of this reminds me of it's like a every 80s music video ever oh literally yeah oh no the phone no one's on the other end Tommy Two Tone. <laughs> he killed Jenny. <laughs> he called eight six seven five three zero nine and found out what happened. Okay. This is a very good song. I do recommend, like, if you really want to get into this band, listen to Law of the Order. I believe it's on Spotify. It is on Spotify, like, the whole album. 90% of it's really good. It's a really good album. I enjoy it. And he says Law of the Order, right? Yeah. Okay. I'll definitely... Oh, oh almost boobies. Yeah. Oh. Who's she praying uh, to, like? Freaking... <laughs> the, god of, she's, the god of Eddie Money music videos. Yeah. <laughs> please, please get me in a starring role in that anybody's next nice music video. I want to be. In, I don't want to be in this. But it's like a. It's like the Jenny, the Jen, like the mm -hmm. legend of the genies, where they'll grant your wish, but it's always got some fucked up twist to it that you didn't expect. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what happened. She wished to be in an Eddie Money music video, and instead they put her in this, and it was like, hey, yeah. these guys are knocking off an Eddie Money music video. A little bit, yeah. I mean, like, she's just gurgling water and spilling all over herself. Like, oh, well, it's a wet t-shirt contest for one. <laughs> I got to be honest, I'm not digging the video, so I'm going to turn it up for a minute and close my yeah. eyes and just listen to the song. Okay. That that's this is the way to go. It's a fucking good solo. Hell yeah. Oh, hey, it's one of those, uh, one of those called 1-900-TALK-DIRTY commercials from the 90s. Yeah. Like, every one of them looked like that. It had a chick laying in bed talking on the phone. Yeah. Call now. <laughs> Find local singles in your area. Oh, yeah. yeah. $75 a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, listen, if you just if you don't watch the video and you just listen to the song, it's a lot better that way. <laughs> yeah, the video's alright, but like, the mu the music speaks for itself. I, I would definitely say. See, this crappy music video, they would have been better off just using a bunch of live footage. Mm-hmm. In a way, but here you can actually see like a lot of you know the stage matters and stuff. Like uh, Richard Black here, he was doing like a mix like Mick Jagger shit. And he's like. 
tossing a mic stand, doing like, there you go, Axel drop his mic stand technique. Oh, what, throwing the motherfucker? Yeah, or like spinning in, like fucking doing this shit with it. Uh, you remember when David Lee Roth used to do that whole... Oh, the, yeah, the, the freaking ninjutsu with the, the mic stand. Yeah, but yeah. David Lee Roth was enough on enough cocaine to do that, that's the thing. David Lee Roth is a hell of an artist, man. I, I agree, but like, he's... Uh, I don't know. He's a, he's an artist in his own unique way nowadays. I mean, now he's like randomly covering Van Halen stuff with a totally different band for some reason and just releasing it. You know why he's doing that? Because I don't know. He's well, he's technically quote unquote retired. Like, okay, he finish well, out his own Vegas residency. This is what happens in the music business. People take these uh, music tracks, and a lot of bands. Will like Guns N' Roses uh, did with Sweet Child of Mine and Big Daddy, uh, not not a good example. Uh, like like let's say Hot for Teacher, Van Halen, Hot for Teacher, okay. Mm-hmm. And if you play that song in a commercial, then the record company gets money if you use their cut of the song. Mm-hmm. So what the artist does is is they re-record the song. And then when you go to license out the music, instead of going with the record company and the version that played on the radio, you can go to the artist, get the same song. It's just a different uh, take of that Mm. song that you can then use in your commercial. Then they don't have to pay the record company anything because this whole recording of this track that you licensed came out of their pocket. Now, is it the same damn song? Yes, it is. And they have the right to do that. It's their song. Uh, but uh, they do that because then they get all the money. People use them in the commercials and stuff. And when you're listening to it on the commercial, you don't know the fucking difference. It's the same song. Yeah, but he's and, just they're giving the shit away for free on YouTube. It's not like he's putting it on Spotify or anything. It's just yeah, but I'll I'll bet there's you're gonna see that version appear in commercials if you know what to look for. A lot of times. Uh, it's it's such an edited cut anyway yeah. that you don't notice it. The, like yeah, just the, the thing with these ones though, it's just like they do it live in like one take, and you can tell because like like with Daily Roth, he's doing like ad libs and shit. I mean, there's one of him like we did Panama with like this other like band, whatever, some random bunch of random artists in the session. He's doing like yeah, oh yeah, or like random shit like that. I don't know, just... can't do a good Daily Roth. I'm not crazy. Mm. <laughs> Well, I have a feeling it's something like that. He's going to send that somewhere. Somebody's going to license. And I mean, technically, he was part of the writing process. So he does have probably have a cut on it. You know, like with GNR, like yeah. the whole um, discography goes through, you know, Axel Slash and Duff. It probably would go through all four of those, of those guys, or at least, you know. Him. And I mean, why shouldn't he do that? Like, why? I mean, like Taylor Swift recorded her whole discography. Again. Yeah, that was a whole different issue though. Like, if someone else is trying to buy her entire music library from a record label, so she just re-records all her shit now. Yeah, I mean, good. That's what you ought to do. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't falter one bit for that. Like, you shouldn't, especially if you don't want to work with the person that's coming along. I'll tell you one of the biggest things that pissed me off is when Michael Jackson bought the Beatles out from under Paul McCartney. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't even like the Beatles. Yeah. But that's, but that a, was, that's a baller move though. Bitch, I got the money. I'll do it. <laughs> that was a shit fucking move, man. Especially they were friends. 
Yeah. That'd be like that would be like if you and I didn't own guns and radio, some radio station owned it. Yeah. And we were putting and they 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 controlled it after we taped it mm-hmm. and it belonged to them. And then it blew up and it became the greatest podcast of all time. So in demand that the archives of the show that we haven't even done in 50 years uh are still getting paid, played and getting money for being so fucking popular. And then the records, the record company is in need of some cash. So they're going to, they put it up for auction. And now Chris Caputo, you have the opportunity to own it. Now I come up behind you and I buy the whole damn thing and I kick your ass to the curb. And don't give you shit. Now you see how that would make you feel yeah, like that's no, a big I... fucking move. That that's that's what I'm saying. Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson were friends, man. Like, mm-hmm. and if it was somebody you didn't know, like if it'd been anybody else, would have bought it. What the fuck ever? I mean, it wouldn't have pissed me off as much. But the fact that they were friends and he did that to one of his friends, I mean, I get you got to be cutthroat when it comes to business and things like that. But at some point, you've got so much fucking money, you're never gonna have to worry about money again. Mm-hmm. And what do you do while you're in that? Now, I'm never going to have to worry about money the fuck again. Yeah. Rip your friend off. When if Paul McCartney could have owned that, we might, I mean, Beatles fans might have got a new album. It'd Not have been that worse. time. This is like the 80s. The, the Beatles were forever broken up. I don't think. They, they might, you know what? He might have, he might have reformed with new members or something. That's true. I mean, he could have, but that would also be a slap in the face to the other guys. Maybe, but fuck it. He owned he, he. It was his music in the first place. Well, it's him you know? and a bunch of other guys. It wasn't just Paul McCartney writing songs. They all, I think, had an equal chance in writing. You know, well, I, I get that. I get that. But you know, Michael Jackson didn't have anything to do with any of that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, him and Paul did those couple collabs, and that was it, really. Yeah, so I, and that, that that just pissed me off because like, why not let your friend have his slice of the pie that you can't even finish? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Michael Jackson is still making money and he's dead, and it ain't off the Beatles. No, it's off his own shit. I mean, well, a little bit off, off the Beatles. Like, well, I it is it, off the Beatles now. Yeah, I think still technically like. It was a whole thing, too, when he died. Like, that was a whole thing the estate had to sort of confirm and clarify, too. I remember that. Um, but at like, least you're still getting a lot of Beatles shit now, like, in documentaries and all the stuff. The least he could have done is put it in his wheel that when I die, I want my friend Paul to have this if he's still alive. Yeah. And then at least, yeah, it's a dick move. You're still the villain in the story, but mm-hmm. you get some kind of redemption on this one. Yeah, retribution. Now, not, my, not really retribution, but like... Getting, redemption. You know, like, sort of slightly right the wrongdoing in a way. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's plenty of other things Michael Jackson would be uh, villainous in history for. Allegedly. Yes. Um, now they're saying he's a big womanizer. Have you seen that where they tried to cancel him for being a womanizer? Cause this video came out and he was like, Ooh, look at that girl's titties. Oh <laughs> have you seen that? No, I've not seen this. This is news. I'm like, 
Jesus Christ, of course they would try to cancel him. Oh, yeah, you can't... Oh, the dead can't respond to your bullshit fucking claims. No he, shit. He called of course. Fish. That's like tackling the lowest common denominator. Like, what the fuck? It's like trying to cancel children. Uh, Defenseless. He called, it, he called it fishing. So what? He was the fucking biggest pop star of all time. He can get away with a lot of shit. Hang on, I found the video. Uh, actually, I'm going to unshare it for a second so that I can share it and share the audio. And uh, I'm going to play this clip. It's about a minute long, and then we'll talk about it. I'm going to mute our mics so we don't get that reverb again. We're going to play the video, and then we're going to talk about it, okay? All right. All right, so let me get it. Share system audio. All right, here we go. Well, why isn't it fucking playing? There we go. All right. See how he says there's some good fish there? Like, that's what he's talking about. Girl. Okay. Okay. Like fishing, right? Get your butt up to the house. That's the very top. Okay, yeah. Get your wings. Get your wings. Get your buttocks to the house. We've been killing. Oh! <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm kind of reminded of Paul of our uh of our version of Paul Stanley. Yeah, Ooh, <laughs> pretty much. I like yeah. that. I'm like, that's not even half bad. I'm like, I was actually kind of laughing. He's like, get your butt to the house. <laughs> Bro, yeah. he's coming up with a fucking song idea right there. Knowing Michael Jackson was brain worked. I mean, I don't know. But I mean, yeah, really, that's, that's fucking thing. tame if that's the case. Yeah, that that that's it. That's it. I mean, there and might it was be. All, there it was might... obviously edited and spliced, of course. No, oh, let's make them look bad and fucking splice is bullshit. Uh I don't know. I I I have no proof one way or the other. I haven't done a lot of research into the video. Uh, but you know, like they had the kids thing that didn't work, and. Uh, yeah, because people were paid to testify against him with fucking false accusations, which was later you know, revealed in a lot of other documentaries. And there's the HBO hit piece from like five years ago, which was fucking bullshit. I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't I, I don't have an opinion on the matter because I don't have all of the information. I mean, I know I, I, no, nobody really does, but I'm not going to claim to either like i think where there's smoke there's fire you know and that's an Mm -hmm. awful lot of smoke for you know there to be no goddamn fire i mean you see what i'm saying like yeah but then again if you really like a a lot of time michael jackson was fucking outing outing himself about a bunch of shit to the paparazzi that's the whole element elephant man thing came to be because he basically gave that news scoop on a sort of platter he's probably wanting a little bit of attention i don't know Great talent, I don't but a weird dude. 
I don't think he wanted attention by molesting kids, man. That's no, the <laughs> but then it just leads one thing to another, you know. I, I, it's more in the sense of like you know, any news is like good news, like sort of like that controversy creates cash kind of thing. Yeah, you know the the whole Neverland Ranch thing does look suspicious. But let's be real: if I was a multi fucking billionaire, you think I wouldn't have a Six Flags in my backyard if I couldn't afford it? You think if Justin yeah, Bertram? If Dustin Birch or Chris Caputo, I don't know. You're a lot more mentally stable than I am, but let's put me. <laughs> Some days, maybe. I don't know. Because I'm the more lunaticy of the two. I mean, I just <laughs> bought a house. Lord knows what the fuck this thing's going to turn into now that I can do whatever the fuck I want. Uh, the <laughs> You think the thought would never cross my mind if I can afford a Six Flags in my back fucking yard? <laughs> like, <laughs> it would eventually cross my mind. Yeah, and it would eventually happen. Why it may not, not be a six was, flag? He owned fucking acres and acres of fucking land. So he's like, I'm gonna do whatever the hell I want with this shit. That's what he did with the Paul McCartney money. That and probably his own money too. Who knows, man? I mean, Thriller, best-selling <laughs> album of all time. I mean, this is true. This is true. I mean, I One think it did claim that album. spot back. So, I mean, it was either Thriller or the fucking Eagles' greatest hits, like the best-selling album of all time. And they go back and forth, I think, for like years, or the last 20 years. Now I think Thriller finally took the spot back. All right. As of right now, uh, I'm looking at uh, best selling. I'm looking it up. Uh, what is the 10 best selling albums of all time? All right. And it does say parentheses that this list is from 2022. So let's just make okay. sure. Okay. Number 10. Some, yeah. Uh, We'll do a we'll do a top ten. All, All right. right. And a game of it. What album do you think is number one? I, I believe Thriller took the spot back. So I'm gonna go with Michael Jackson's Thriller. And Thriller. Yeah, I'm saying Thriller is on the top because I know I think I'll it did reclaim the spot. I was of the last album. year, so. I think. Okay, so we're gonna hold out for. What album did you say was fighting neck and neck with, with them for many years? Um, it was like a greatest hits don't album Google like it the now. Eagles. I'm not Googling it. Okay. All right. All right. So let's ten. What, what, who do you think's number ten? If you need a hint, I'll give you a hint. Hmm. Ten. It's, it's probably like a Beatles. It's nobody album. I think you listen to. It's nobody I like. It's Alanis Morissette. Jack. Uh, shit, I knew that like sold well. I don't think it sold that well. 24 million certified sales. Wow. I've got another bit to get to. Uh, let's number nine is. Uh, I'll tell you what, let's just do this. Number nine is Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Number eight is Adele. Adele, fuck yeah. Am I saying your name Adele, yeah. They, they still won't stop playing. Yeah. Still won't play, stop playing those damn songs on radio. Fucking tune that shit out. I like a lot of her songs. I watched her uh, concert on NBC. The week I moved to Jefferson City. So, I don't know how long I've been here. 
but when I first moved here, it was one of my first day. It was actually my first night in Jefferson City because my ex-wife, my wife at the time, her job let her. My job tried to block me from going by not letting me transfer. So I was like, I'll just quit. And because I wasn't going to let my wife go out of state without me. So not for no minimum wage fucking job. And so uh, she was at work. I was at home and it didn't take me long to start missing all my friends. You know how that goes. Yeah. And so uh, I remember I realized I could order delivery for the first time and DoorDash or something I think was becoming a thing. It wasn't as popular as it would get because of COVID. But I realized I could order from so i ordered a delivery and had a applebee's bring it to me and uh i had a good meal i was a little bit depressed a little nervous because you know i was i'd been in the same town my life up to this point now i wasn't even in the same state and uh, the first night uh while my wife was at work i watched the adele concert on NBC. So number eight is number seven is which is the bodyguard. Wow. Well for that one song I will always and love you. Getting... That's probably why I sold so many fucking copies. Uh, I'm turning some shit off of Wi Fi, I think. I'm getting uh my reception's not all that good. Yeah, you know, even can't I can't even own the house and get the to hardwire into the show? How bullshit is that? That's not all the bullshit. way across the side of the goddamn. Yeah, fucking bullshit. Fuck uh, the bodyguard. Bullshit. Oh, sorry, it was the soundtrack. Yeah, so it was the bodyguard soundtrack. Twenty-eight point seven yeah. million sales because of one fucking uh, song. Ooh, number six is a good one. Fleetwood Mac Rumors, one of my favorite albums of all time. That's a great. That's a great album. It had twenty nine point three. Yeah, twenty nine point three million certified sales. <coughs> Let's see what else. Sweet. Got. Oh, here you, Chris. Oh, Chris, you gonna lose your. Sh- come on, come over by Shania Twain. Oh shit! Canada represent. Caputo. Caputo is the world's biggest Shania Twain fan. Uh, prove it to him. Give us a random fact about Shania Twain. Um, well, it's from the Nickel City of <laughs> Ontario. Timmins. Good old Timmins. I was kidding, man. I, I didn't think you actually had one. I, I was fucking sure. with you. That's yeah, why I that, threw it to that's you. That's true, man. <laughs> Timmins, Ontario is like the Nickel City of the province here. They're, they're known for the nickel. I think, oh, wow. I think the nickel was invented in Timmins. Something like that, or they make. I don't hate or they have the, the material of nickel. Dude, Shania Twain huh. is fucking pretty damn good. She's got hits, bro. She's good. She does. I'll give her. That. I do enjoy. Uh, I don't like. Okay, so here's a few songs that came off of this record. You're still the one. That Classic. don't impress me much. Oh, banger. And uh, man, I feel like a. Her fucking best album right there. Those so are those, those three are hits. hits came. Right, now we're in the top four. You tell me what you think number one is. 
as you tell me what you think number two is. What do you think number four is? Oh, fuck. Hmm. I'm surprised. Surprised that it's on this list. I thought it would be... I honestly thought this was number one for before I started reading There's, there's probably like a Prince album on there. I'm going to say Purple Rain. No. It might be on there, Damn. but it's. I don't know yet. I don't know what number three is. Yeah. Uh, so it might be four is ACDC Back in Black. I can definitely see that. That was huge. First album. Johnson. Yeah. That, yeah, that's like uh, ACDC tool. Like I mean, it took... Mm-hmm. At a time when it was dangerous because, you know, replacing a singer could, you know, if this, this album didn't do good, it would have, uh, it ruined ACDC. There would be no, probably, be, if this album had flopped, say there wouldn't be an ACDC today. Yeah, I, I would agree. And, and it's certified sales are 30.1 million. Ooh. Too many fun hits to name. Number three is Led Zeppelin Four. It it, it uh, uh checks in at thirty point four million. You notice all these are from like way back in the day. Oh, Other yeah. than when people used to buy albums, she's been. I mean, to me, that just says that the Dale uh is, is worth the hype. Yeah. Make it there. There's got to be something there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I feel like that... getting on this list, even though like she's. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, that was like sort of like the last sort of like stand before streaming took over. I think because that album was what like late to late aughts, like very early 2010s. Like no one fucking really bought an album, or people still kind of would, but then now then like. Streaming took over like the as of the last probably eight to ten years, I'd say. I don't know. Uh, let's see. oh, let's get back on the list. Uh, twenty one came out in twenty eleven. Okay, yeah, that kind of proves my point. Yeah. I think twenty one. I, it's definitely the newest thing on this list by far. I say so, yeah, because I think like how they do it. I mean, now this is like, all time. Yeah, it's it's weird because how they do it now with like streaming equivalents of you know one physical sale. It's it's a whole weird, complicated thing now because like physical is like more of a collector's thing. You know, you see with like vinyl re-releases of you know these albums or all this shit. Like, there's not. Uh, there's still a, sort of a market for physical. We have to be like a really like diehard fan of a certain artist to want to, you know, collect physical. So it's it, it with streaming yeah. and all these other factors as well. But it's like got to count in YouTube the clicks, all this stuff. It's like ugh. it's very complicated how they chart this stuff. Now. I don't know though. If it was that good, wouldn't you be willing to pay for it? I was willing to pay for hard school. Yeah, I mean, if you're a big enough fan, like, you know, like, for us, it's like Guns N' Roses, we'll pay, there's a lot of stuff we would, you know, I wouldn't pay $1,300 for the fucking uh, box, we'd both, someone would pay 350 for it, you know, and, you know, some people would consider paying, you know, the money for the user illusion box set coming out, so, everyone's got a price, so, 
Ted DiBiase. Well, to me, to me that translates though, because not enough people have that price to for you to knock back and black off of this list. That you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, somebody got knocked off this list in 2011, and that's true. I it was by Adele, so. Yeah. I mean, ironically, it was probably it, Guns N' Roses. So. <laughs> <laughs> when that be really like Appetite sell like thirty million or something, or are those just probably just in the I, states, maybe. No, these are because uh, number three is sold uh, thirty million, and I know there's like twenty six. Uh, there's thirty point one with Back in Black, twenty nine point nine with Shania Twain. So so if it had sold, they'd be on this list. That's weird. If this list is so. correct. We're trusting a list on a on a website. Well, while you do that, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say number two. Number two is the Eagles' greatest hits, nineteen seventy one through nineteen seventy five. Chris, you were correct. Ding ding oh, ding. Yeah. Got him right. Pluto knows his shit. The Eagles' greatest hits, 1971, And uh, let's see here. Fun fact. Uh, the the singles for this uh, compilation come from his first four albums. Boy Elder, the album cover from a plast of a real eagle skull for his work he paid eight thousand dollars. And his album cover is number one of all time. So that leaves number one. Correct. Is it Thriller by Michael Jackson? The answer to this and many more questions coming right now. The answer is yes. It is Thriller by Michael Jackson. Goddamn right, buddy. Goddamn right, pal. Yeah. And it Oh. Uh. Two million. And here's some up. Uh, these are some that make the top ten. Uh, the Beatles one at twenty. Night Fever Bee Gees at twenty two point six million. Bad Out of Hell by Meatloaf at twenty one point nine million. Bad by Michael Jackson at twenty one point one million. And uh, let's see, here's a few. At 23 million. Is Appetite Production 22.8 uh, Hotel California 1.5 Santana Supernatural 20.0 Immaculate Collection 19.4 Lean Dion Following in the U at 20.2 Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA uh, at 22.0 So that's uh that's pretty interesting. That's uh, uh yeah. Interesting to know where our boys are, but it's interesting what music is you know 
at least our stills are still selling. Mm-hmm. One of the sales to art is going to come up and you know eventually. So what people listen to is how this week there's a pretty big gap 2011 then to not come in which maybe just I read over really really quick that album on that list. Can you hear me? Kind of. I mean... I mean, your your connection is like dipped now, man. It was going weird. I don't think any of, I don't think anyone. I I haven't I heard much of what you just said there. It was going in and out. Yeah, damn it. You're at you're at a fucking one now on the internet here. So, uh, well, well uh, Dustin goes through his technical difficulties here. Um, uh, hey, we'll we'll try to fill some from time here. <laughs> Oh, he's getting cut off. <laughs> Keep going. I'm going, man. Don't worry. I'm going. <laughs> While he fixes all this stuff there. Hey, we at least made 50 minutes of the show here. So, I mean, I mean, if do we want to go for the next bit or we can go straight into the review once we get your connection going here? Oh, it's, it's slowly uh, coming up again. Yeah. Okay, good. You got my note. Oh man, I don't yeah. know what the fuck's going on. It's, I love that I can't. My router's all yeah. the way the fuck over there. It should reach this far. At it least, should. like, dude, I'm on like the top floor, and my router's on like the main floor, and I still get even like even if I'm in the basement, I still get a decent connection. You just gotta yeah, call gonna... you when you're watching, but it's still pretty good. Nothing else is streaming. Yeah, I'm calling MediaCom tomorrow because I believe there's something going on. Uh, with yeah, that. that was very weird. So I'm just like trying to like get a clue of what you're like trying to say, but it was going up in and out. Like, how long had it there. been doing so again, that? Apologies for the technical difficulties. How uh, long had it, it been doing like that? God damn probably it, we're gonna have to edit. Are we gonna have to edit the show? No, we can still go with it. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Oh, damn it. We'll figure it out. Now uh, you're back in full bars there. I mean, we're good now, but um, I guess to sort of wrap up with even with the, the best selling albums of all time like i don't know i'm on wikipedia and it tells me something a little bit different here too all right what's wikipedia say so so it categorizes it by like um so basically anything that's sold 40 million or more goes between the 30 to 39 million so basically then those like integers it shows here so michael jackson's thriller 50.2 million um eagles greatest hits 71 to 75 41.2 million then Hotel California uh, by the Eagles as well, 31.8 million. Uh, Back mm-hmm. in Black, 30.1. Uh, 
Shania Twain, just right under 30 million. It's 29.9. It's crazy. Um, but it's pretty much more of the same stuff, except uh, three. So we spent four, Shania Twain at five, uh, Rumors Who Would Mac at six, 29.3, uh, The Bodyguard oh. Soundtrack, 20.7. Yeah, that wasn't on there at all. Yeah, um, number eight, Dark Side of the Moon, Pink Floyd was 24.8 million. Three, four, five, six. This number nine was a Saturday Night Fever soundtrack, 22.6 million. And number 10, Led Zeppelin IV with... Wait, why would it, why would it say 30? Why would... Okay, this doesn't make fucking know. sense. So Led Zeppelin's 4 should be in there. I don't know why 30.4 does not... Either way, sense. man... Music was better. I think we I think we can agree. Music gets better when you go back a little bit rather than Yeah, if you look at this list like 20 like from like anything that sold 40 million or more was between the years of 73 and like 92. There you go, man. And then you get like 30 to 39 million copies like oh, Adele from 2011 is there. And then that's it. It's like 60s, got a lot of 90s in there. We'll check it out again next next year and see if it's the same thing. Yeah, and then like the twenty to twenty nine million gets a little different. Like you got like some two thousand two stuff in there. Nora Jones someone sold the twenty million copies with an album. What the fuck? Huh? I didn't know that one. Nora Jones, come away with me. Nineteen point nine. Hmm. I don't even know who Nora Jones. I don't think I've ever heard any of her music. I don't know stuff. Whatever, Linkin Park sold 17.2 million with their first album, so that's pretty good. Yeah. Ah, Purple Rain was on here. It only sold 15.7. People don't know fucking music. Oh, damn. Purple Rain was a fucking hell of a great album. Purple Rain. It's a great movie, too. Dude, the guitar solo to Purple Rain, oh. I could listen to that for hours on end. Fucking phenomenal is what it is. Like, and then, dude, when Chit went after the guitar solo... Or not after, but about halfway through the guitar solo when Prince comes back in with that part. Oh, man. Oh, I'm getting man. chills right now just thinking about it. God. That's good shit. When Doves Cry. I mean, so many good songs on that album. Purple Rain, though, is Purple in a Rain. whole category by itself. It's one of those timeless. And you know what's bad? When we first started this show, I had never heard Purple Rain. Wow. I think that was a bit. I think we talked about that on the show, if I'm not mistaken. I never heard, and I, Probably. I think it was, I think it was Matt Manzella that all the way going all the way back in season one. I don't remember if it happened on the show. We did an after show back then, or if it happened in real life when we were just bullshitting and talking and whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh, at some point, I think it was Matt Manzella who finally convinced me to sit down and check out Purple Rain. So I sat down, I watched the music video because one of the things that kept me from it was how incredibly fucking long it is. Mm -hmm. I think it's like 10 minutes long. Yeah, the song itself was like 7 or 8 minutes. I don't know if there's like a 10 minute version out there. Knowing Prince, well, who knows? Oh, live it is. Live yeah, is like live, 15. yeah. Oh yeah, it's fucking dude, Prince will go all night. Oh yeah, Purple Rain live is a very long song, but it's also his closer. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, it had to be, you had to, you, you were fixing to send them home. You know, you have to go all out and yeah. in your own way. And, and Prince had a way that was his own. There was no one else's could ever 
replicate. Yeah. Duplicate. I think it was that, or you'd end with 1999 as well. I think sometimes. I never. I don't know. Yeah, because listen to like a few of the live versions. Now that they they're like re-releasing a lot of his albums, like remastered and stuff, they they include a lot of live tracks. And mm-hmm. I was listening to one. It was like 1999 from I guess when that album came out. Which fuck, I can't remember when that album came out. It was probably like the 80s or something. And he's talking about 1999. It's like far fetched. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, back in uh, a thing you don't think of also that a lot of people probably don't know because you weren't there at the time, or mm-hmm. if you were, you were incredibly young. Yeah, during I was a the sperm, 90s, probably. So, what year were you born? Ninety five. Ninety five. Okay, yeah, you you missed too much. Yeah, okay, right so prior prior to the year two thousand, there were a lot of rumors about how the world was going to end. In oh, Y two K. Yeah, Y two K was one of them. Y two K was computers, one guys. <laughs> That Y2K didn't start becoming a thing until about 97 Yeah, is when anybody really started talking about that. I remember, but because from when I was a kid in the eighties, all the way up, as long as I can remember, everybody had been talking at church about how the Lord's coming back in the year 2000. A lot of people were saying the Lord's coming back in the year 2000 and all this other stuff was supposed to happen in the year 2000. And then things just piled onto kind of like the 2012 thing. I don't know if you remember that. You probably can remember how 2012 was. Yeah. And there was a lot of, uh, and then they even made a movie, Y2K the movie, which we ought to watch on here one day. That'd be funny. Fuck yeah, let's do it. We gotta do that. We have <laughs> Kung Fury, I think you mentioned a little, a couple weeks ago. Dude, we should watch Kung Fury. We're oh, doing man. that in the future for sure. Hmm. We've already got a bit for tonight. Let's do that next week. Let's play. Yeah, Let's put that the next, next couple of weeks will do this. Next week or a couple weeks from now, I'll get that going. All right. Let's see what the let's see what the song comes up in the wheel, mm-hmm. and if something comes up, like everybody was kung fu fighting. Yeah, I wonder if any of the fight. members of Guns and Roses ever covered that song. If they did, it'd already be in the wheel. I mean, I'd expect Stephen Adler to kind of do it just for shits. Do we need to add anything to the wheel because of that illusion release? Because I didn't see anything. Did you nah, see anything? There's no like any demos. Like they're touting it as like sixty-three unreleased tracks. It's just a bunch of live stuff. It's like it doesn't technically count as unreleased. That's just like clickbaity fucking advertising yeah. at that point. Just say it's like unreleased live track. Call it unreleased, you know, live recordings, not unreleased tracks. Like fucking specify it. That's that's just shady bullshit right there. Oh, yeah, they know their audience. And then you have to clarify that to people on Twitter as well. Like, 63 on these tracks, holy fuck. I'm like, there's nothing, nothing fucking new here. It's just, um, it's just live, it's just literally live uh, concerts and shit. You know what we've yet to have? What's that? An official release that trumps the Dunsford one. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's for sure. (laughs) I mean, I think he gave us the best Guns N' Roses release. I didn't say so fuck. The, 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 I mean, he oh, discovered. Let's just say he discovered it. Are we allowed to talk about the Rolling Stone magazine? Well, have this will we be the first episode that? of October, so I mean, have we talked about that yet on this show? I don't think so. I know we talked off air and in private about it for the last few months. Well, I am still waiting. I think it was supposed to release in September. I'm still waiting on it. I don't yeah. know what the update is. I haven't been, I haven't talked to Rick in a couple of days. But if for those of you who follow GNR news, uh, oh, 
should I? Nah, I'm not going to tell it. Yeah. Stay tuned for. Let, let's save it for when it actually comes to light. Yeah. Then everyone get their chance to read it or discover it. You know. Fuck that. We're going to read it on the show. Hell yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're... If you haven't, so um, be prepared. More, more, more good bits. We're just we're thinking of in the middle of an episode here. Yeah, this is how we operate, folks. Yeah. <laughs> we're friends with you. Okay, we hang out with you. That's Hell what yeah. We're doing, right? Damn yeah, right. that formulating. Um, well, uh, do we want to go back into history or do we want to uh, review the song? Um, it's up to you. I'm good for either right now. I mean, we don't have, we don't have too much for on this day, to be honest. I'll tell you what. Uh, I don't care if we go past an hour. I don't give a damn how long we go. Right. Uh, let's go back. Let's go back in history, but um, let's... Well, there's not a lot. How many do you have? I have about ten. Let me see. There's 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 some. Um, oh, there's actually some decent ones here. Okay. Well, let's see. We'll, I, I have you thirteen have... on my uh, total on my list, and I'm probably not going to be interested in reading them all. What's what year does yours start out at? Um. Well, well, I'm. Uh, I think we share a lot of the same ones here. I'm from ClassicBands.com. Um, I'm on classicbands.com. So the first one would be 1901. And then I have a couple okay. other random ones I found. So, Okay, well, I'm just going to use classic bands. Uh, let's start out with 1901. Uh, the Victor Talking Machine Company was incorporated after a merger with the Radio Corporation of America. RCA Victor became the industry leader in phonographs and many of the records played on them. So this is a big day. There's not a lot that happened on this day, but that's a pretty important on this day in rock and roll history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's about these two we can go through after as well. All right. Uh, you Definitely. pick the next one. Um, okay. Let's see. Do uh, let's just go right to seven. Um, Twenty-three-year-old Pat Boone begins hosting the Pat Boone Chevy Showroom on ABC TV. The programmer featured many of the day's top recording artists would be canceled after its third season when it lost a ratings war with Bachelor Father, hosted by John Forsyth. John uh, Forsyth. Where do I know that name from? It was like an anchor, wasn't it? John Forsyth. Hang on. I know I would show up on this. I was just. Oh, he's a stage. This American stage actor. Um, huh. American stage film, television actor, producer, narrator, drama teacher, and philanthropist. Hmm. Um, Interesting fact. John Forsythe, the voice of Charlie and Charlie's Angels. Ah, there we go. There it is. There, there it is. Okay. Now I know. Yeah. All right. Let's. Hi, we're gonna. We're gonna. Oh, there it is. Dude, how perverted was this guy? Like, oh, I mean, if you look at that now, like Charlie's Angels, like it's just <laughs> one dude like talking through. Like, you you never see his face; it's just this fucking voice. <laughs> you don't know what he's doing. <laughs> Did you bring? It was probably before cameras or something. You know, this is you got. This could only happen before the internet because, like, they had no idea about the internet back then or what the internet yeah. would be like. You or take like the CCTV same. CCTV was ever a thing. Yeah, you take the same story and you the same setup and you put it in today's world with how dudes act on the internet and this is like some fucking and how chicks act on the internet too. And this is some fu- this is OnlyFans. <laughs> this is a guy this with is an only- OnlyFans account. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he's like he's like the pimp that runs the OnlyFans. 
Yeah, Probably. but it's one of those one of those OnlyFans accounts where they're like cosplayers, so it's always yeah. like them like as the chick from the X Men with their tits out or some shit like that. So <laughs> yeah, that's essentially a semi legal prostitution ring. And this guy has these three OnlyFans account, and he makes them write stories for him while he chills out in his hot tub. <laughs> he just takes twenty percent pay cut. That's it. <laughs> No, he's paying for it. Oh, he's, he's not. Pay- he's not. He's, oh, he's, he's paying them. Oh. He's a subscriber to their OnlyFans, oh, and they're putting the shows on for him. He, we're saying he's the one running it behind the whatever. <laughs> I got it reversed. <laughs> uh, nah. In his world, I'm sure he is, but not in this one. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, if you take that same story and you bring it into modern day, it's creepy as fuck. Yeah, so you're essentially saying Charlie was the, the original cuck. <laughs> This is an HR issue from hell. Hello, <laughs> angels. Could you imagine if I went to work, even if I was the boss, and I went to work, talk to my female employees that way? Ah, good morning, angels. So, Do you think they're going to go, hey, Dustin? No, yeah. they're not going to act all airheaded and shit. Like, they'd sue you faster than Lars Ulrich after he hears one second of Metallica on television. <laughs> I don't think chicks were ever really like that. I think that's just how they were just how they were shown in the media. Yeah, if you look at, it's all sign of the times. If you judge the '80s by what you see on TV, it's all colorful and zigzag patterns and a lot of uh, hot pinks and uh, fucking baby blues or whatever that color, whatever this all shade neon, of blue is. Bro, that's what it was: new wave and neon. Yeah, I mean, but when you see it in real life, everything was just really brown. Yeah. Like all of the carpet at your house. I mean, like if you were watching TV, you would see a lot of those graphics, but people weren't wearing those people. Like we were wearing shit. I mean, we were wearing like Spider-Man t-shirts. I was just a kid. So I was wearing like Spider-Man, Batman, shit like that on my t-shirts, but nobody dressed like that in real life, except for the women when they'd go out and they'd have their hair real big. I remember my mom used to wear a fuck ton of makeup to the point that you'd see her in a photo and it was comical. Like yeah, even back then, we was, I was clowny. It's like cartoonish, like real life cartoons. Oh yeah. Mom there don't was, wear any makeup anymore. We've gotten like, her out of the clown look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to think it looked like my mom was wearing war paint. Cause she would put all this blue shit around her eyes. <laughs> And then she'd follow it up and it would go like all the way out to fucking here. And then she'd have her cheeks shining red and her lips painted red. And, and it was all obvious colors. And I, I don't know if it's that my mom just wasn't good at it or if this just looked ridiculous in real life. You know what I mean? Cause I'm not going to have, I mean, if I saw it on another woman, I don't know if I would find it sexually attractive cause I've never seen it on another woman other than my mom. <laughs> But I'm going to tell you, there was nothing attractive about this in my fucking humble opinion. And, like getting your brave heart on with the fucking blue face paint there. Kind of, yeah. Kind of, yeah. You know what? Nail on the head. Nail on the fucking head. And there's only one picture of it I know of that exists, and I can't even find it anymore, so she may have destroyed it. Hell, if she's smart, she did. <laughs> and it was a Polaroid. <laughs> Of my mom with all of her makeup on, her hair, her hair all fluffed out, and she's got her shirt. And girls would take like the corner of their shirt, and they had these uh, round things that you would feed through this, and it would make it like this. Mm-hmm. It would be like a uh, like a ponytail that you'd put in the side of your shirt, you know. And then it looked like the Ghostbusters thing, and you'd slide it over the t-shirt to hold it in place. 
And she's probably wearing a fanny pack. And and but if you look at oh, definitely. if you look at like all the houses I ever seen, everybody had that brown furniture with the leaves going up it, mm-hmm. brown carpet, those uh fake wooden walls that everybody had back in the day. I mean, nothing in real life was like that zigzag colorful. Hell no. Maybe if you were in LA. LA seemed uh, open in yeah. the eighties. Yeah, definitely. But the people that were people that were even there in LA say that uh it wasn't ever as bright and colorful as it looked on TV. So let's go back in our let's get back in our DeLorean and let's head to nineteen seventy eight. Now this is a good one, Chris. Uh back in nineteen seventy eight. Our boys Aerosmith bailed out 30 fans they bailed them out of jail after they'd been arrested for smoking pot during an aerosmith concert at the fort wayne coliseum damn aerosmith loves their fans so you think june i would ever build their (laughs) i'm gonna tell you man pot has come a long way uh since since the seventies hell my in my lifetime it's come a long way i never thought there'd be a day where i could legally have 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 my 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 ganj and not pretend i don't like i've been pretending i don't in front of people for years and now i've got my license and uh with my ailment that i use it for i will say it does help tremendously so and it always has, because long before they let me do it, I was doing it for that same purpose. And uh, it works. It's a good thing. But it's come a long way from 1978. And you know in 1978, I'd say 76 to 79 is prime 70s era, especially when it comes to t- smoking pot. Okay. But they did all kinds of shit, like acid. They dropped acid back then. Oh, fuck yeah. And I've got a friend of mine, because uh, I've always wanted to try acid. That just sounded fun to me, but I'm a little scared of it, too. Uh, that's why I never have. But I've always kind of wanted to. But then a friend of mine that is from the 70s, she, uh, she well, it was Cece. I'll just tell you, she's retired now, fuck it. My friend Cece, you've met her. Mm-hmm. I think she's been on the show before. Yeah. Uh, she told me that the acid you get today is nothing like what they got in the seventies and it doesn't really do that anymore. And it's so hard to find and it's so hassle to first acquire to try it in the first place that it's just not worth it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Especially with her information, her insight and her review of modern day acid not being what I think it's going to be like, then, you know, that doesn't sound fun at all. So why even bother with it? Then it just becomes more trouble than it's worth. And the, and it's illegal. Mm-hmm. I want, you know, I can watch something on TV, I guess, from the <laughs> need of entertainment. There's so many things on Netflix. What's the next one? Have you got, uh, you found a good one when we were in the pre, in the prelim. Um, there's a few actually. Should we go 1980 or go 1981? I, I would rather you go up uh, to the first one of the 90s. Oh, right. So this is a pretty big one. Uh, 1992. Um, 
This is the Sinead O'Connor on Saturday Night Live incident, where mm. she basically did a performance, held up an 8x10 photo of Pope John Paul II, ripped into pieces and said, fight the real enemy. Uh, over the next few days, the NBC switchboard in New York received thousands of calls denouncing her performance. The network and the show's executive producer, Lauren Michaels, both denied any knowledge of her plan, said she performed the song differently in rehearsal. And, of course, the Catholic groups were fucking outraged. And it was offensive to people. They said it was <clears throat> offensive to people to, of all religious beliefs, and it's been never been aired again. <laughs> I mean, in a way, it kind of is because that offends me. Yeah. I'm not even Catholic. Like, I, I, I mean, mm. I've said shit about the Pope. Like, who the fuck is the Pope? But you know what I mean. Like, I would never do that. Yeah. That seems. What's the point? Like, mm-hmm. what good did that do anybody? It didn't do any good whatsoever. Like, I mean. You can disagree with religion and go about it, you know, differently than that. There's no need, mm-hmm. you know, to go to that level. But I see a little Mandela effect in the uh, in the in the text here, mm-hmm. and uh, I want I want you to look this up. But I want to ask you before you do. Um, the it says that she held up an eight by ten color photo of Pope John John Paul II. In your memory, was that photo in black and white? Are we having a Mandela effect, or is this thing just wrong? I don't remember. We'll have to look this up. Hang on. What do you think right now? Just wait, wait, wait. Before you do, before you do, before you do. What do you think? I think it's black and white. I remember it in black and white. I think it was color. You say you think it was color. Okay. Now look it up. Look it up, and let's see which, which one is correct. It was color. Yeah. Show us on the screen. Hang on. Can I, let me. That's why I wanted you to look it up because I was wondering if it, because see, in my memory, I'm seeing that as a black and white photo. Yeah. You can see it in the corner here. It's color. Huh. That's so wild to me. Yeah. Even different ones. This. Yeah. It was color. Okay. Hmm. Well, you know, didn't she convert to like Islam a few years ago or something? I don't like her. I don't even like, I can't tell you one of her songs. I think I checked her out a long time ago and just didn't care for her music. Yeah. Um, Tell me, what did she sing? Why, why is she important? So the, what the song she was singing on SNL was nothing compares to you, I guess. And then, she got probably got big around then, and then basically just ruined her career with that, and then never, never been heard from much since. People check in from time to time, but that's really it. Hmm. I, I mean, I the only thing I know about Sinead O'Connor is this: the Saturday Night Live thing. Yeah, that's that's her most infamous sort of like notorious thing. Otherwise, and like, she was no one really cares about the music. Yeah, well, that was my thing. That was a bold ass decision. She's a bold ass woman for doing shit like this. So, I guess bold is the best way to say it. Besides, you know, being someone fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, let's go to 2007. Oh, anyway, on that, I'm gonna call Mandela effect because mm-hmm. the only reason I like the Mandela effect, I don't actually believe in it, but I think it's awesome that people believe that the entire universe uh, is being altered around them before they'll just say, you know what, I was wrong about something. 
<laughs> like to yeah. some people that makes more sense. And I like that. That makes sense to me too. That the world and the whole universe is changing rather than me be wrong about something. No way. Uh, <laughs> let's go to 2007 when the Rolling Stones set a new record for the top grossing tour of all time when they're a bigger bang tour, which ran from the fall of 2005 to August of 2007 earned the band a staggering $558,255,524. The previous high was set by the U2 Vertigo Tour, which took place between 2005 and 2006, earning $389 million. So that's pretty, that's a pretty big, uh, freaking tour man that's a good yeah. time to be in so that tells me you know we were talking earlier about uh record sales and how it's all changed mm -hmm. that tells me that at least in the uh early 2000s from about 2005 to 2006 that was a good time to or from about 2005 to 2007 that was a good time to go see a concert oh yeah was that before um probably before keith richards snorted his own dad's ashes i think oh, i don't time. know that we gotta corroborate i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> but see, maybe that's why the... i was like so controversial i gotta see this guys what the fuck's he gonna do on stage how the hell was u2 ever the highest grossing tour i mean well because u2 I, always what... had like a very high production value when it comes to their shows if you ever like seen some of their stuff like it's insane the, 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 the production they are you stuff. are you a fan of u2 I enjoy a lot of their songs. I, I okay. Enjoy, yeah. What am I not seeing? Because I don't enjoy any of them. So what? What? What about this band? What am I not? What? What? What makes them great? What am I not catching? Like, why am I missing out on this? Th that I don't know. I can't really like, answer that question. I mean, like, you have to probably talk to someone who's more into you two than I am. Like, I I enjoy a lot of their music. It's, it's, it's good. It's not like your average, like, it's different from a lot of rock, but it's really good stuff. I enjoy it. I think it's just different, you know. Um, I think Bono's a really great singer. The Edge is a unique guitarist in his own way with uh, a lot of his, you know, uh, the effects he uses and techniques and everything he does. Um, but it really shines in the production of their shows. Okay, like, so it's a live their, thing. Yeah, it is more of a live thing. A lot of their live setups okay. are crazy. Like I don't know if you've seen the U two three sixty thing, where they're Never on like, one anything. stage, and it basically is a whole three sixty. You get a whole three sixty view, and I think the state, like the middle part, would like spin as well. Okay, I mean it had like all the screens as a basically a whole a like three sixty three hundred sixty degree visual experience with the U uh, two there. Um, it, it, every, and a lot of tours they do they always do like some unique production stuff okay does it translate well if i look them up on youtube on youtube if i look up youtube on youtube and find a live video i would, will this change my mind i would think so maybe you never know i i, I listen to some other stuff live and they sound very good live like very good i think they're a very good live band why don't you, know. you recommend a live video to me and I will watch it, and I'll, I'll watch it after the show, and we'll talk about it this Saturday on the season premiere of Shotcast Saturday. 
Okay, the I don't have term. a video in mind, but I can recommend you like U2, like some of my Give, favorite U2 songs. Uh, tell me, what's your favorite song by them? Um, and that's what I'll find live. City of Blinding Lights. I'm writing it down right now. City of Blinding Lights. Yeah, that's from uh, 05. I remember hearing that song in a fucking in an episode of Entourage once. It's crazy. Okay. City of Blinding Lights live. I'm actually yeah. pulling it up on YouTube. And here's a Vivo. And you know what? I think this is the 360 video you were talking about. So yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring that up and I'm going to get it ready so I don't forget it. And then as soon as we finish up today, uh, I will check this out and we'll uh, we'll talk about it again on Shotcast Saturday. And maybe, hey, I'm, I'm going into this with an open mind. Maybe I've never mm -hmm. seen anything by you two I liked before. That didn't bore me. So uh, I'd never seen them live, though. So. Who am I to judge? We will see. Exactly. Hopefully. Yeah. I'm going into it hopeful, really, because mm -hmm. my first big sale I ever made, I, start, I had an eBay business. The reason I've got so many records is because I just couldn't part with them after a while. But uh, I used to uh, sell vinyl records. I would go to flea markets and things in Mississippi because Mississippi is not a very big rock and roll area. They like country, mm -hmm. bluegrass, and shit that I don't like. Basically shit that doesn't sell anywhere else. So your, uh, your flea markets and things, uh, vinyl wasn't a fad at the time. Your flea market, so your flea markets and things would be just jam packed with kiss, uh, guns and roses. And it was all like $2 for this record. So I'd buy all these records. I'd buy any record of a band I'd ever heard of. And then I'd bring it in and I'd sell it, uh, on eBay my first sale was a three pack of singles from YouTube that it was a record that came in four vinyl records. I had, and they all looked like singles and they all came in a, they were small and they came in a plastic rollout thing all together. When I bought all these records, I was going through my stock and I almost threw that away and sold these separately. And I wish I would have sold each piece of it separately now because it was my first big sale. I put it up as an auction and it sold for about $300. And, you know, if I'd have sold them separately, I might could have got that for each piece. Come to find out, this is a very rare thing and it's very sought after by their fans. So there's obviously, you know, something I'm missing on that. <laughs> well you ready to get into the song of the day or i was gonna say before that hang on, i got one more on this day and then we'll, i okay. got some birthdays as well um all right uh so we gotta go back to 2003 for this last one. This day school of rock opens in movie theater school of rock oh one of my man, favorite movies that. of all time i have i don't think i've ever seen anything but the tv version but I don't guess really? it'd be that different. It's not a dirty movie in it by any stretch of the no, imagination. No, it's a great. It's one it's of Jack very... Black's best movies, man. Like, I think, I think it exposed a lot of like, like people like uh, sort of my generation to like rock and roll and stuff because I've been probably like eight or nine when this came out. And it's a good movie, man. It's like like a lot of classic songs in here. I discovered Dio through Jack Black from Tenacious D. Mm -hmm. 
That's how I figured out who I, when I was looking at, who are they singing about? Dio is t- you're too old to rock and all this. Stuff. Who the fuck are they talking about? So I looked it up and it was right when the internet's because that album came out long before the internet was uh, a thing, mm-hmm. at least for me. So when the internet became a thing, I looked it up and that's how I discovered Ronnie James, Ronnie James Dio. Yeah, man. Have you seen that guy, Adam and the metal Hawks that sounds like Jack Black? Yeah, I think we um we did a thing. Are we played on, on the yeah. We played on the show before. I want to get them as a guest. I've reached out to them but they're not answering. So if you uh out there are a fan of Guns and Radio, uh I don't care how you do it. Get on Twitter, get on Messenger. Just bother send people. your messages. That's it. Yeah. Bother the shit out of it. Listening to us. I don't care. Bother the shit out of it, particularly Adam and the Metal Hawks, and tell them yeah. if you want them to be on Guns and Radio because we would love yeah. to have have them on. Hell yeah! And, um, and then ask Matt, while you're at it, ask Matt Manzella how that album's going. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, oh man! But um, I should say I'm kidding about the Manzella thing, but I, I you oh know yeah, what? we we joke it, but we love that. I do. No matter what happens with that, definitely message Adam in the Metal Hawks. Yeah, <laughs> I should release the. Uh, I should release the. I should send them a message myself and release it to them so they can all cut and paste. No, don't do that because they'll think it's. Oh spam. god, it's gonna be a bot thing. It's like they'll think every that's what they'll think. Political thing, like oh fuck. Yeah, write your own message. Write your own heartfelt message. Be unique, goddammit. What the fuck happened to that? <laughs> Cutting and pasting was too easy. Yeah. Uh, um, you had yeah. birthdays, though. We got plenty, actually, on this day. Before we get into the, our song review, let's get into some birthdays. Um, on this day, 1949, Lindsey Buckingham of Fleetwood Mac is born. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I don't have one, my... Yeah. One year later, 1950, Ronnie Laws, saxophonist of Earth, Wind, Fire, is born in Houston, Texas. I don't know who that is. It's Earth, Wind, and Fire, man. Do you ever remember the 21st night of September? Nope. Fucking. I, I've not heard. I've not heard Earth, Wind, and Fire. You, you haven't heard September? The, that's like a meme song now. Uh, maybe I haven't. Don't recognize it. Yeah. No, I don't. Um, anyways, moving on. 1954, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan is born on this day in Dallas, Texas. Now, there we go. There's one I know. Hell yeah. A legend, Stevie um, Ray Vaughan. I thought it'd be one of the best ones on top of this birthday. On this day in 1962, um, the, the goat of OnlyFans, Tommy Lee, is born in Athens, Greece. Oh, well. Yeah. Tommy oh, Sean hey, Lee man. is born on this day. Happy birthday, Tommy Lee, and your, uh, um, what is it? The eggplant emoji that you got packed in there. <laughs> oh, dude, that's funny. You mentioned Tommy Lee because uh, he he's calling me right now. Hang oh. on, let me answer the phone. Hey, dudes, what's <laughs> up, man? Oh, hi, what? Tommy Lee. How's it going? Oh, bro. So, like, I was thinking and shit. You know, it's my birthday, so I just you know wanted to call you guys really quick and say um i'll take a number three i want three large pepperoni pizzas with italian sausage (laughs) make sure it's in big pieces (laughs) right on and uh yeah you know what 
a whole lot of the white cheese. Uh, Tommy, this uh, you realize this isn't uh, yeah, Domino's. Did this you just is describe for, Pizzagate? This is the Guns and Radio podcast. It sounds like you're ordering a pizza. What? This isn't Domino's? Oh, shit. My bad, dude. Oh, well, hang on. Now we... Oh, he hung oh. up. I guess Vince Neil gave him the wrong number. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Because somehow Vince Neil is, uh, just gets on here all the time. He probably just yeah, gave we him haven't, the wrong number. We haven't heard from Vince Neil in a while. Not ever yeah. since uh, what showed he, up. Uh... Yeah, he found out who stole my money. Then he took the money to fund fucking all right, hang tour on. dates. Gonna... Oh, no, no. We're going to have to get to the bottom of this. Cause, oh, God. Look, man. You're accusing the man right now of stealing a, your money. Well, I mean, I, I apparently my money funded four dates on the stadium tour, and I couldn't even get to go to one that was 20 minutes from me. Well, I don't know. Maybe there's a uh, perfectly reasonable explanation. Unless I was banned, like Scott Steiner, the fucking Hall of Fame. I think if you were banned, we would have known about it by now, surely. Yeah. It would have been another. would have had season three of Band starring Chris Caputo and Rick Dunsford. Yeah, okay, first of all, if you had your own show, I wouldn't fucking listen to it anyway, you can hear you shut up a bag. Oh, all right, man. Cool. Vince, you sound you sound pretty angry right now. Yeah, you know what? Because, you know, I think it's unfair. After everything I've done for this show and stopping that hacker and everything I've done for Craig Capoto, and, 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 you know, I stopped the hacker. I, you know, like, like I could have just, like, let him keep stealing Caputo's money, especially after I figured out it was still factor. You know, I could have probably got a couple of number one hits out of the guy because he was such a good record producer. I mean, well, you know, we don't want to yeah. go back down that rabbit hole again yeah, on, yeah, on yeah. the show, Vince. No, no. Yeah, I don't think that. Well, anyway, you would think that Chris Capello would at least show a little bit of fucking gratitude. I'm still waiting for my thank you card and a bottle of champagne. All right? And, and, you know, Chris, I don't see you writing any of this down, okay? I'm telling you how you can make this up to me. Okay. I, I mean, I mean, Chris. A, you know, a, a he does thank got you a card. Point. What is? What did you come to my wedding or something? That I don't know. He yet? saved. He saved our show, man. Did you not see? Phil Spector was about to push the kill podcast button, and yeah. then Vince Neil stopped him. Res- respect to Vince Neil for you know doing something for once. Well, know? actually, technically, it turned out it was Mick Mars disguised as Vince Neil that yeah that saved the day. But Vince was there. Yeah, yeah I, was you... there. I was there. I gave my fucking money back. I don't know what you're talking about when it comes to money. Yeah, 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 of course, of course, how it is, of course. You don't have enough of it. You want to steal from the 99%, you 1%er, bitch. Okay, you see, I've got that, okay? I figured out what it was, okay? See, see, I sent that money back to you, okay? I gave it to Tom Zutat, and I said, hey, you take this in one of your old new cars that's for sale. You take this money to Canada and you give it to Chris Capello. He still hasn't made oh. it yet. I'm like, I'm not that far. It's not like you're sending it across an ocean. So Vance, you're saying you're telling us right now that uh, Tom Zutod is the one that has all of Chris's money that you didn't steal it and spend it. That's right. Tom Zutod is who I gave it to, and he was supposed to bring it to me. This is the first day I've heard about it. Not showing up. I don't know, Vince. It doesn't sound like you're telling the truth. What do you think, Chris? I don't know. I'm, I am a little skeptical, to be honest. Like, you couldn't have just, like, you know, wrote a check or something and just send it my way. 
Yeah. Well, Vince, hang. I had to hang up on Vince. We got to go. I was going to say, yeah. We got a show to do. I got more birthdays to go through, anyways. So. Okay. What's the next birthday? Um, on this time, uh, Gwen Stefani is born. Hmm. Happy birthday, Gwen Stefani. Hollaback. She ain't no Um, Hollaback girl. Hell nah, man. Uh, 1971. Um, Kevin of the Backstreet Boys is born. Okay. Yeah, I actually like the Backstreet Boys now more than I did when I was a kid. I didn't get it when I was a kid, but I rather enjoy them now. Gwen Stefani too. Like now that she's not being played on every fucking station anymore, and I've actually gone back mm-hmm. and paid attention. Some of her music was really fucking good. Uh, the one that's woohoo, that Dustin, the other Dustin Bones, um, oh, performed. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the growth. Yeah, the sweet escape. <laughs> sweet escape. That's the name of that song. Yes. There we go. Um, I mean, there's. I like that song. I like a lot of Backstreet Boys. Who else you got? Man, um, I think I have this one here. I think this is probably the next big one here. Um, happy birthday to Ashley Simpson, 1984. Hmm. Yeah. Yes, our favorite lip singer since Millie Vanilli themselves. You know, that's a shame, though. Like, I don't like her music, and I think she's kind of lame, but the fact oh, that... Another career by SNL. I mean, that should have never went down like that. Who gives a fuck? She lip syncs. If it had been a parade or something, nobody would have fucking given it. All you had to do is don't draw attention to it. That's all she did. She drew attention. When she started doing that fucking chicken dance or whatever, and then she addressed it after the show. That's where she fucked up. If they would have just went to commercial and she would have pretended it never happened, never told anybody about it, people and it would have been silent about it, people would have forgot about it. And then she would probably, I don't know if she'd still be around today, but she would have had a longer career than she did. Maybe, but I don't think so. It's I mean, hard, to get, hard to get rid of the stigma of that. But if you look at all the other bands that's having to meatloaf, got caught lip syncing, nobody gave a fuck. Mm-hmm. Paul Stanley's been caught lip syncing, nobody gives a fuck. He got sued like, once and that was it. <laughs> Yeah, but really, who gives a fuck? Like we hadn't, like we don't know. Britney mm-hmm. Spears, nobody cared. Um, I think Justin Timberlake even lip syncs. Nobody cared. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he does or if he doesn't, but either Maybe. way, nobody cared. Mm-hmm. I mean, anyone on the I Super mean, Bowl halftime show is definitely lip syncing. Let's be real. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's also technically more. It's when it comes to setting up. A Super Bowl halftime show. You've got to get as much on the field as you can get. So it's got to be huge. It's got to be spectacular. But yeah. you got to set it got, up. Yeah, you only got 15 minutes. That's it. You don't have that to do the setup. You've got 15 minutes total. Yeah. As soon total. as the players get off the damn field, you've probably, they, they probably give them an extra 10 minutes to set up. Mm-hmm. I'll be generous. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Let's they roll say, it up, pour it on these portable things, roll up the stage and shit. That's it. Yeah, you're, you're, you're close to getting ready to get set up. And all of that has to be put together quick. It has to be huge. It has to be spectacular. There's so much visual. When it comes to the audio, to add into that live music is fucking incredibly hard, if not impossible. I'm not saying it's impossible to do, but something would have to be sacrificed. You know? So, I, I get it. And yeah, I don't see why that no. had to end Ashley's career. I don't like her music, but I never understood like, who gave a, who gave a damn. I, don't, I just don't think her music was really that good, anyways. That's probably why it was. Oh well, it wasn't. I mean, yeah. you're living in the shadow of like you have a sister or a sibling who's 
who's not all that famous and was honestly kind of better to be honest yeah jessica simpson everybody remembers her but honestly well she ain't really all that famous i mean when was the last time you thought about jessica simpson not anymore i mean like well we're talking at that like the mid-2000s there like when this happened like jessica simpson was a thing probably till about 20 mid 2010s i don't know yeah, she was a thing I think, but i'd forget i think until probably when she divorced nick lachey and then like i don't know she just did her own shit i don't even know if she's in music no one ever talks about it anymore so hmm. maybe she moved, moved on her. and retired and did her own shit oh, who knows okay oh hang on i'm getting a call oh shit it's tom zutat oh god oh hello is this uh chris caputo uh, paul stanley Oh no, man! This isn't Paul Stanley. This is Tom. I was gonna say he sounds a lot like Paul Stanley, man. Uh, he does uh, kind of, doesn't he? Yeah, that's weird. Um, yeah, I just want to say, uh, your money is safe and sound. Okay, I haven't spent a dime of it. Um, it's just a little hard to transport that much cash across the border, as I'm sure you understand. Mm-hmm. And um, to keep it in safekeeping, I rented a storage locker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you couldn't keep the fucking charade up. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? I don't know where I was going with that anyway. Yeah, I believe you're gonna say Tom Zuton had in a storage locker, and I was gonna say, well, did you pay it, pay it up with it with a cash or with your own cash? Are you paying it with? Um, I put a I put a down payment. I put a deposit on it with your money, of course. Of fucking course. <laughs> well, that's okay. When I get it to you, we'll get rid of the locker, and we'll you know we'll have your money back. Yeah, the rent. With, with, yeah, with nothing left at this point. <laughs> I was gonna say, can I at least throw in like I don't know some some sort of memorabilia? I'll take those fucking Tesla CDs and burn them. But okay, buddy, you're crossing the line right now. Okay, listen, motherfucker, those Tesla CDs, those are mine. Okay, well, and nobody's gonna for my Tesla CDs. Fuck you, Christopher Caputo, you fucking Canadian son of a bitch, you bastard ass Mario looking motherfucker, you. <laughs> oh man, sounds like he's been talking to Vince Neil. Yeah, he's that's yeah. right, motherfucker. Oh god. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> Jesus God! Even after he fucked your girlfriend forty years ago, <laughs> God damn, no spine, Zutat, no spine. Oh man, <laughs> no spine. Oh, is there any other birthdays on the list? I think that's the last of them on that one. So um, I think we can safe and soundly get into our song review. If no one wants to interrupt us with these fucking phone calls. <laughs> Alrighty, let's get this over with. Set up a mission. Unfurl the flag. La cucaracha, la cucaracha. I can hear that actually. A little bit. I do hear it. Oh man. Okay, listen, man. Here's how this is gonna go this week. I, I'm gonna play this song through as long as I'm bored with it. And we're just going to do the show regular. I can't take another one. There's a better way. 
Yeah, it's gotta be. Yeah, it has to be. Come on, give me some drums. Doo -doo. Thank okay. you. All right. Okay. My interest has been re-sparked. All right. There's more than just an acoustic. There's like some backing here. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna reset here. Okay, I don't know how far we into we are into the song yet. I can kind of see a little bar. I'd say we're not even like a, a minute fourth and of change. The, yeah, we're we're we we're about a fifth of the way through it. I would say fairly. And um, let's see, let's see if your facts that you have lined up for us are a good palate cleanser, so I can fairly give this a chance. Yeah, I do have lyrics though, but they're not Gauzider stuff. There's not really much facts I can go into. Okay, but I do have, have the lyrics here, so you can kick what off. What are the lyrics, lyrics? What are the lyrics we've heard so far? Um, so set up the mission, unfurl the flag. It's time to lay roots down. Take my head out of the bag. Spooky Halloween. I don't know. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh man! Oh yeah, dude. We got to do Halloween. We got to do Spookcast Halloween. Yeah. Listen, if you got any Halloween rock songs, let us know. We'll, we'll review them. Nice. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, uh, continue with the lyrics here, though. Uh, make me a baby. Take me a wife. With these things, maybe I'll be all right. And the chorus, uh, there's a better way. I know there's a better way. When I need it, and I need it for sure every day. Okay. Hmm. Uh, so it's written by, I believe... Uh, John Taylor and Steve Jones are the song where it's credit on this one. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to go into it now with positive mindset. Yeah. And we're going to see what we got. Yeah. Well, that didn't take too long. Shit. <laughs> What the fuck is he talking about? Why is... Oh. Yeah, okay, Chris. Mm. So what year... Who's who's our drummer here? Um, okay, so... For those who Let's don't talk know, about what we do know about Neurotic Outsiders. Maybe there's a, something... Uh, it's a super group that only had one album... Um, Duff McKagan on guitar, bass, lead and vocals. Um, Matt Sorum was actually on the drums in this one. Steve Jones on guitar and John Taylor on bass. Okay. Lead and backing vocals. So Duff's doing a lot of stuff in this one. Was this pre, this was post Guns N' Roses, right? Yeah, because I only had one album. It was released, I believe, in 19, uh, well, sometime between 95 and 97. That was when nah. they were active. Velvet Revolver's better. I think I think as long as you've got enough of those elements of GNR together, like Velvet Revolver had three. Mm -hmm. This one only has two. Yeah. Uh, mm. I mean, if if you threw Slash into it, it'd probably be pretty good. But I just don't. I just don't care for this. I just don't think Slash would fit this vibe they were going for. Not at all. Probably. No. Probably not. Oh no. No way. 
Um, I'm, I am going to rewind a little bit. I'm going to hit play, but I'm going to rewind just a hair because uh, a guitar solo came up. And I want to listen to the guitar solo separately and try to. I'm trying to give this as many points as I can because I don't want to be a dick and keep giving them all zeros and shit. But mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I'm trying to be as nice yeah. about it as I can. I mean, it oddly sounds like like an old 90s hymn that has like on the tip of my tongue and I was looking actually here. Um, it's in my tongue. No, <laughs> it's on the tip of my tongue. It's actually, on the tip of his tongue. I don't know why, but this reminds me of fucking that song Kiss Me by uh, Sixpence None the Richer. Okay. You know, I don't know oh, that. kiss me. Oh, it's okay. hang on. Yeah. Okay, I've got to. I've got. We're gonna. Da, we're gonna have to. Da, 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 da. Okay, kiss me by who? Sixpence, none the richer. Sixpence, none the richer. Here we go. Yeah, one in one. All right. I'm bringing. I'm getting them loaded real quick. It kind of sounds similar because the song's released in '97, and then this. Was released the album was released like ninety five or ninety six. Okay. Now we're uh, we're about to. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do the uh, the screen share again. Share the system audio, and we're gonna pull up YouTube, and we're gonna have a little listen here. All right, here we go. I hear it. Okay. Okay. I see. I see what you mean now, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's all the nineties. That's now. weird. Shit has overlapping, and it just sort of sounds the same. <laughs> yeah, that's just give me that vibe of that song. Cool. I'm just like, wait a minute, it sounds like something from the nineties. Oh wait, this is the nineties. All right, so I'm gonna play this. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna. I'm gonna play this now. I see what you mean, though. Like it is pretty. <laughs> it does give you the, the same. Guitars are vibe. similar. What a weird. <laughs> combination this song and that one i mean that's wild anyway here we go you think it was okay it wasn't really much of a solo more of like a bridge towards probably the next verse it was a, it's it's not terrible so far it's not is it their best song by far eh. i don't I, know I, no, yeah there was something we liked by duff i know it i remember there being something duff that we liked so there's a couple of good songs on his first solo album believe in me I just, I, I, I could have sworn Neurotic Outsiders was 
something we enjoyed like the first couple of songs there was uh the track story of my life which was decent that was it was we got mid reviews from us i remember that that was last week bro (laughs) no 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 story of my life is it no oh no no my life no we did six feet under i sorry i switched that up it was six feet under we did that in last season okay I think that was one of the ones I recorded from my basement. No, that was we did that like in March or April. I think that we did a couple back to back before I went on vacation. All right, I'm gonna rewind for a second, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give this solo another chance, okay? But I'm not going back to the solo. It looks like there was another one, so. Okay, this is much better already. Oh, is that it? Mm-hmm. Hell of a way to end the song. I'm not going to complain about that. I'll give them that. It's a great ending. There's been a lot worse from Duff and even Erotic Outsiders, but this, isn't, this is okay. No, uh, we're not. We're not. We're not playing it again. Thank you. No, thank, thank you, you for sir. the. I appreciate your enthusiasm. Restream. <laughs> we are no, we're no, not no. going to be doing that. But we no, will no. talk about it. Give our yes. final thoughts on the song. Who's to go first this week? I'll, I'll go first if you want. Let's, we, let's rock paper scissors for it. Come on, one All time. Right. We ain't never done this. I keep trying to All get right. you to do this. Let's do it. Now we're doing that. We have video. We can actually pull this off. All right, here we go. Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. You start. You tell me All when. Right. Shoot. Ah, you win. All right, I put paper. Oh, well, there you go. I put paper this way, not this way. I don't know. <laughs> I did it like this, and then I was like, oh, yeah, you can't see. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, angles. Yeah. Pan-puppets. Getting used to that. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to find a better, more creative camera angle than, uh, than what I've been having. Uh, I tried to figure out a way to make it where I was looking over here and put you over here. Because yeah. of how you are on the screen, so it looks like mm-hmm. I'm looking at you when we're talking. Not a bad but, idea. Yeah. You got you got the Tommy Lee dick pic angle right now, so. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I, I'm I am a lot more attractive from this angle. I may keep it that way because I don't look as fat. <laughs> so. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I guess I'll talk yeah. about the song. You won, uh, so you go first, man. Ah. Uh, I mean, I, I look. I, I did my best, guys. I really did. I, I I've been trying to stay positive this whole thing, and I did. I, I like I said, the ending. Okay, yeah, that was a killer ending. But I mean, that you could have put that at the end of any song, and it would have been great. Um, the second guitar solo, I did kind of dig. I was, I was, I was feeling it. I was, I was grooving to it. 
it was uh if i was it would be a good feel like this is where i'm at a concert the song uh, played i've come back from getting a beer when it started and it lost my interest and now it's okay i'm you know it's okay so yeah the song's okay i'm not gonna say it's just horrible i'm not gonna shit all over it uh, i did plenty of that last week <laughs> um I'm, I'm, but I'm, I mean, just to be fair, I can't even really give it a one just for those two things I liked. Um, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it 0.5. I'm going to give it a half a star for the second solo and the ending. And that's my rating. All right. I, I think I'm probably going to be like a little more, maybe not fair, but maybe a little more lenient, I guess, compared to your ratings. I mean, like instrumentally, the song isn't terrible. Um, just the lyrics kind of fucking suck. And like, I don't know, maybe I'm just not a fan of like Steve Jones or like John Taylor singing on the song, but yeah, the lyrics are mad. I mean, like instrumentally it's okay. That second solo is pretty cool, but like, it just, sound, it, you just, you can listen to this for like two minutes. And you're like, wow, this is a byproduct of the fucking nineties. Like <laughs> if it, like, that's the only problem with the song. It doesn't feel like timeless feels dated. Like a lot of one, like one and wonders from the nineties. You're like, yeah, that basically encapsulates that fucking decade of, you know, media and culture and all that stuff. I mean, this isn't terrible, but it's just like, if it was going to get points docked for it, for like having, you know, middling lyrics, um, dated sound uh, in a way. Um, I was close to giving this a two, but I'm probably going to go like one and a half now, I'd say at best, at best one and a half. Just because it's not terrible instrumentally. The only problem with it is, like, it's just, you know, a, a byproduct of a decade from, you know, now 30 years ago. Okay. But what did you guys think listening to us out there on that crazy old internet? Why don't you head over to gunsandradio.com where you can get yourself an invite into our Discord where you can chat with us and tell us what you thought of the song. Did you like it? Did you hate it? Are we dickheads for talking all through it when we got bored with it? I don't know. You tell us. Hey, we talked through it to avoid getting fucking copyrighted or sued or some shit, you know? Well, we're going to, yeah, we're going to do that whether we enjoy it or whether we don't. So in yeah. all fairness, but yeah, no, that's what, that's what this is. Uh, but for now, it is time for us to sign off. And, but before we go, there's a couple of things we forgot to mention to folks. Uh, this Saturday is the grand return Woo! of Shotcast Saturday, <laughs> and I got I got to admit, man, I'm looking forward to uh, recording Shotcast again because we have done so much. It, is Dizzy Reed now? Yeah, that, that that whole Dizzy thing. I'm ready to do something different now. Yeah, because we re-aired the first season. We did it two seasons basically back-to-back for the whole yeah. summer. I mean, our first song's an Izzy song, and we re- we spun the wheel uh, last week on getting dizzy with it to determine that we would be listening to I Don't Mind by Izzy Stradlin. Mm-hmm. So we went from dizzy to Izzy. Yeah. and So that's coming up Saturday. Be sure to tune in then and check that out. And... How what, how are we looking on that hundred thousand that plays bonus show that we were talking about? 
Um, I think that's something we still have to discuss, but we're we're steadily climbing. I think we're we're actually over a hundred and one thousand now. So, oh well. So that uh, that's still to come. I mean, like uh, Dustin and I have just been crazy busy with a lot of things. Um, you know, as you can tell from my yeah, background, <laughs> life, life is getting in the way of a lot of things. We're literally recording this like the day before. Like we used to be like on time doing this like four or five days a week in advance, almost, you know, <laughs> yeah, tipping the stuff. But uh, li- like our life, both of us just dealing with shit in life. So that's why, um, you know, we haven't even got around I to don't discussing know, what we're going to do with that. But it is something that's, you know, going to happen. I like doing it. I like this day before thing. I don't mind it either. I mean, it's, it's pretty good because it gives us something to look I mean, I'll look forward to, but it's like, it's actually not bad. We get it done and then it just goes. It's yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's about, I mean, I like doing it on Sundays because then whatever we talk about is still going to be relevant. Mm-hmm. It's not two weeks old. Uh, yeah. I know we haven't mentioned, uh, we, we didn't forget, but we haven't mentioned it. The fact that Coolio died because I still don't know what the cause of death or anything like that was. And, but we are aware that we lost uh, a rock star this fucking week. Uh, and plus, I mean, we're drawing the show to a close. And when you talk about somebody that passed away, it always puts the brakes on the momentum that you're having with the show. You know what I mean? You're supposed to feeling bad. Yeah. Uh, but we do want to say something and acknowledge that because Coolio, uh, I mean, he, to me, the biggest song I think he ever had was Gangster's Paradise. That's the yeah. one I know of. Yeah, that was the biggest uh, hit. But what a fucking legendary song it is, even today. Like, you hear Gangster's Paradise all the time in media in uh hell it was in a freaking trailer for sonic the hedgehog that's that's the legacy of that song man tiktok trends uh there's a tiktok trend that's been going on for a while now with gangsta's paradise there's all kinds like you don't you we, we we never forgot that song um but i mean i don't know what happened i don't even know how old he was but you know, he we was lost fifties. He was still pretty young. I don't think he even hit sixty yet. He was oh, like oh, almost wow. sixty. Yeah, so he was still quite young, and it's just definitely sad to see him go like that young. Like yeah, did he, he sixty I, or seventy? Did he do a lot of drugs? I don't know. To my knowledge, no. I don't really know much about Coolio to be honest. I don't, like I know he had I that be, song, a couple other ones. I'd be surprised if it turned out to be drugs. I think he had a cookbook too, or something. Hmm. Cooking with Coolio or some shit. I think he did have a cookbook, like. 15 years ago or something i don't know oh man that'd be cool to have we should we should get one of those rock star cookbooks on the show i'll tell you what and when when my house is finished setting up and we actually plan caputo's trip to america when when that time comes one of the one of the bits we should do is a cooking segment where we get one of those rock star cookbooks and we cook something out of it oh yeah that'd be fun well, we'll talk about that though when the time comes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll figure out the hundred thousand thing. Um, I I also don't know when it's going to happen. If those of you who are have been watching the episode don't, who don't know and haven't been following what's going on, the, the reason my house looks like shit right now with all these boxes and it looks like a hoarder house in here right now <laughs> uh, is simply because I just moved into this place two weeks ago. I had I, I I'm I'm alone. So I had to clean my whole apartment, get all this shit out, clean my whole apartment and get it ready, you know, for me to turn the keys in. That's what I've been doing all week. And 
uh, the grass outside was up to your knees in this place because the previous owners didn't mow the backyard. So I spent all weekend mowing grass and fucking with that. And it got to the point I thought I was going to have to hire somebody else to do it because the lawnmower wasn't working right. And then at the at the at the final hour, right when I was about to take the money out of my savings account and call a guy, because the first guy I hired didn't show up, but I didn't pay him yet, so I didn't lose anything. Nice. And so the so I but yeah, all of a sudden the the, the fucking uh, lawnmower just magically worked again. <laughs> so now I have a backyard, and back in my backyard now that it's mowed and I've looked at it, it is a good backyard. It's got a lot of potential places to put a deck, put a grill. Because you know I'm a grilling man. I love my grilling. I love my grilling and my smoking. So, oh, yeah. oh I'm excited. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. Dustin's house is gonna be a good house. Whose now house? <laughs> Whose house is it? <laughs> oh, yeah, and we'll have fun when you come to visit. We can get. At, we can play our music as loud as we fucking want oh, to. Oh, fuck yeah. Let's do it, man. We're going to run party. <laughs> party for two. Shania Twain. Oh, the top selling albums of all time. Buddy. That song <laughs> wasn't on there, but it's all right. That's awesome, man. But anyway, guys, we hope you'll join us and we'll make it a party of many this Saturday when Shotcast Saturday premieres. And we also hope you come back and party with us again next week on the Guns and Radio podcast. But you know what we almost signed off without doing? Yeah, I was going to say, what the hell are we doing next week? Well, we haven't spun the wheel to find out. Yeah, I, I think it's about time. I think we've, you know, um, teased and blue-balled these people for over two hours this week. <laughs> two hours, just the two of us, which is crazy. Cause we, don't, we don't even reach that unless we have, like, multiple guests on. I've been enjoying sitting here chatting with you, bro. I mean, Dude, like... It's, I mean, it's, always, it's always a blast every week here. So to I me, I start... Complain. I forget we're doing a show sometimes and we just get to bullshitting, man. And oh, it's, yeah. just, it's just a fun time for me. Let's see what we're going to be looking at next week on the show. Better. Pressure drop. Juju hounds. Okay. Okay, some juju. All right, all right. I, I'm not sure if there's a music video for this one. I know there's one music video for a Juju Hound song. I'm not sure if it's this one, though. I don't know. We'll find out next week. Yeah, uh, I gotta look into that. Because I know if it's either this one or another song in that album. But... No, well, so if you're an Izzy Stradlin fan, you want to hear some Izzy Stradlin music, tune in next week, but also tune in on Saturday. We're getting a double dose of Izzy. Fuck yeah, man. Uh, another Izzy week going on. Let's go, bro. I mean, it seems that way. But for now, it is time for us to bid you adieu. And until next time, I'm Dustin Bones. And I'm Chris Caputo. Join us Saturday for the return, the re-premiere, the, re, uh, the re-emergence of Shotcast Saturday. And then join us Monday as always, same place, same channel, same wherever you get your podcasts. Until then, guys, stay safe, peace out, and keep on rocking in that good old free world. Someday we'll figure out how we can be in sync right there. Yeah, a lot, a lot of heavy editing. <laughs> no. <laughs> Put some auto-tune on it or something, I don't know.
<laughs> become viral. It'll be like fucking um, hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> They'll make an auto tune about us. <laughs> <laughs>